Every week we talk uh, baseball, business of baseball, with Derek Hall, the president and CEO of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and he joins us right now for his weekly visit. Good morning, Derek. How are you? Good morning, friends. Doing great. How are you guys? Good. A, uh, a week until uh, opening day. It's, uh, we, we, we knew it was a truncated spring training, but I think it's gone faster than, than anybody uh, really thought it would. To that question, though, uh, Derek, how do you think uh, the Diamondbacks have handled this spring training, all things considered, getting the late start uh, and where the team is right now? Well, I think first offense, the guys really came in in shape, which helps, you know, because they were going to have a, a, a shorter spring training. And they've been all business. Uh, the guys that were here last year that are back this year were embarrassed by last year, as we all were. Um, we know that there were a lot of growing pains, but hopefully those growing pains and, and developmental issues are behind us. And you'll see guys that are just uh, playing the game the way they should, competing, catching the ball, throwing the ball, um, all of that. So I think what I've seen in spring, it's very encouraging. We show a lot of depth with our pitching staff. They've been very effective this spring we've been uh, we've been in every game especially of late where you see the the normal lineup the regular lineup for the most part out there like yesterday against the, the Rockies we both had our full squads out there and it was nice to see um, but I've been I've been really impressed so far Vince it's been a really good spring as you guys know with spring training coming to an end and we have our, our last few exhibition games at Chase Field next week and then we open up Thursday it's a it's a scary first month I mean it really is we've got <laughs> yeah we yeah. got four games against the Padres we got six against the Mets, we got three against the Dodgers, we got three against the Cardinals, we got two against the Astros. So it's a really tough first month. And, uh, you know, these guys will they'll be ready to go. They'll be focused for sure because of the coaching staff and, and our manager who have been all business. Extending Cattell Marte, what does this investment mean? How do you guys, what do you guys see in him in the years to come? What role is he going to play on, on the Diamondbacks current and in the future? Yeah, I mean, he, he plays a big role, obviously. He's one of our, our more talented players. He's had the most production for us over the last several years. Uh, he wants to be here. That's a, that's a great sign. And, you know, the fact that we both came together when we didn't have to. I mean, he certainly could have waited and played it out and, and had a big free agent contract after this. We, too, could have said we have three years of control of, of you, Cattell, and we don't have any reason to do this. So I think it showed how much, how much faith and, and, uh, and confidence we have in him and vice versa. He likes this team. He let us know. He really likes the, the youth and the talent that he sees coming up that, are, that is already here and still in the pipeline. That's all good. You know, he wants to win, but he wants to do it in a D-backs uniform, and I'm really proud of him for that. On the duration of the deal and the price tag that was reported on the deal, that struck me, Derek, as a, as a deal that was really good for, for both sides. Do you agree with that? Totally agree, Vince. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, look, in a, in a negotiation like that, when you have a guy that really is at the time your franchise player, you don't want either side to look like they, they won that deal. You want both sides. And I really agree with you. He's happy. We're happy. And he doesn't have to worry about it. He could just go out and play the game that he loves. All right. Uh, there are some guys who are having a nice spring. Zach Gallen's outing the other day was good. David Peralta looks terrific. Uh, when you piece it all together and you try to cultivate what matters from what you're seeing in spring training so far, what kind of what kind of stuff stands out at you? What, what kind of identity do you see forming? All of that stuff. Yeah, again, I, you know, I go back, Dan, to the, the fact that I'm so excited about the prospects that we have. You know, that was one of the first things we told Mike Hazen, Amiel, Fitz, all those guys, your number one job, you know, have us compete on the field, but your number one job is to rebuild that farm system. We had gone from a top 10 to a bottom of three. Um, and now, you know, we're, we're considered a top three farm system. And when you see these kids coming up and pitching in big league games or hitting in big league games, you know, you have the excitement of, of, of Dre Jameson throwing over 
100 miles per hour consistently in a game the other day. Uh, Jordan Lawler is, is out there playing, and, and on the backfields, by the way, he's just lighting it up. Um, the lefty from Michigan, Tommy Henry, getting in and showing what he could do. Uh, Corbin Carroll, it's really exciting. But putting that aside, because those guys are all knocking on the door, I, I think the young players that we introduced last year are showing that that next year, Bick, they're ready to go. I mean, when you see the production on the field right now and playing the game the right way with Varsho, with Paven Smith, with Rojas, I mean, it, it's really exciting. And, and if you're a D-back fan, you have to love the fact that we're doing it all internally, which is yeah. what we had tried to commit to years ago. That's who we should be. And we often veered away, as mm-hmm. you know better than anyone, right? We yeah. thought we were a player away. We put all the chips in. And no, we got to stick to who we are. And this is who we are. So we need to do a great job of letting our fans know how the prospects are doing, how close they are, because there are really talented players who are going to be up here and in D-backs uniforms for a long time to come. Derek Hall, president and CEO of the Diamondbacks, our weekly guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. All that said, and I don't disagree with you, Derek, that I think a lot of fans feel good about this, this solid plan moving forward, but what does that mean for Arizona Diamondbacks goals for 2022 in terms of wins and losses? Yeah, and, and you know, like Bick said this morning, uh, depending on the pitching staff, what are you going to be, a 55 win, a 70 win? You know, I hope we're going to be above that, and I really think we can. We cannot have another season like last year, nor do I think we will. Um, we talked about it last week, the three of us, and the fact that we played so poorly defensively, which is not us, that's uncharacteristic of us, that will change. We're going to play much better defensively, and we have back into the bullpen help. So it always comes down to pitching. Our starters are going to have to set the tone. Um, you know, Zach, like you said, looked great in his two and two-thirds. Bumgarner's velocity has been up. Uh, Merrill Kelly has been unhittable. Granted, it's spring. Right. But, but all of these guys are going to have to set the tone. You've got to have two or three starters that are going to go a little longer than they did last year. But now we can turn the ball over to some really talented relievers, whether it's Wendelkin or Kennedy or Melanson. And Ian looks great as well. I, I'm excited about the changes and the improvements that we made, which tells me this year, Vince, we should do much better than last year. We're going to compete. You know, Are we going to be a 500 team? I don't know. We'll see. That would be a pleasant surprise, especially with the youth that, that are going to give us that sustainability for several years to come. But anything can happen with this team. Anything can happen in this game. And the good thing about young players is they may not necessarily share the pessimism of, of some of the fan base or a radio host who you just mentioned. And, and a lot of times the, the, they, can, they can vibe on that underdog spirit. Do you see any I of think, that? I think so, for sure. We always have, right? You like to play with a little chip on your shoulder. I think it's great. I mean, you know, look at our Phoenix Suns and the way they're playing, and three, four, five years ago when we were talking about how young they were and talented they are, I'm now I'm not comparing ourselves to the Suns. I'm saying, to your point, Bick, the fans get behind that, right? And when they feel like it's their guys and that they're maturing, the maturation process is laying out right in front of them. They get on the they get on board, they get on the bandwagon. So it's it's going to be, you know, it's it's going to be quick. It's going to be quick for them to get here, and they're showing that they can handle the pressure and they can produce nothing that brings more pride to a fan base than guys that they think are their own. Derek Hall, our guest here on uh, 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. A couple of non-baseball items for you. Saw the uh, team announce that uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers going into that prominent left field porch after it was not occupied last year. 
And it may seem cosmetic, but that was such a big I – mean, that that space is such a big part of the history of Chase Field. What does that mean to have that space occupied again for the fans? Oh, there? man, it's great. Yeah, that was a result of COVID, uh, you know, unfortunately. And we thought about different products to put in there. And Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers has, uh, has really stepped up. They're excited about taking over that, that space. Um, they're already working on it. It'll be at some point this summer. And they're going to have a bourbon and bones as well in there. And there's some nice. other exciting, you know, uh, concession items we're going to be announcing next week. So, so you're going to see a lot of changes to the ballpark in a positive positive light, and especially when it comes to concessions and the overall experience. Uh, I have one other food-related question, and maybe you don't want to okay. let the cat out of the bag, but I got a buddy who's just wearing me out. He's, a, he's an avid Diamondbacks fan. He's also an avid beer fan, and he has specifically asked me on several different occasions, asked Derek Hall if the $4 value beers are coming back. So I'm checking this box, Derek. Uh, you could say no. I just I've, I've fulfilled my part of it. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, now, now we did a pricing meeting with, with our partner, Levy, and they will tell you, as you can imagine, with inflation and the, and the cost going up, but that is a big-time priority for us and for me to make sure we have family value pricing and we have the value beer. So it will still be there. Okay. If it's, you know, if it's, it may not be $4, but it's not going to quite be $5, so it's still going to be the best oh. value in all of baseball. All right. Absolutely. I, tell him he is safe. All right. I think you made my buddy very, very happy. <laughs> Derek, always good to talk to you. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next week as we get the, get things rolling for real.